0: Welcome to Foo's Errand, an investigative podcast where we try to unravel the mysterious and unique situation of a band that is neither mysterious nor unique. The band, of course, being the Foo Fighters. There are few bands who have written hits quite as consistently as the Foo Fighters. Virtually everyone who likes rock music has encountered their songs, and likely has an opinion or two about them. But is it rare to stumble upon a super fan, or even someone who had a Foo Fighters phase?
1: And what's between the hits? Are there great Foo Fighters album cuts? Is there a vocal group of people ready to bait you about underrated Foo Fighters tracks? You can do shorthand stereotype for fans of a lot of modern rock bands of the late 1990s or 2000s. Bands like My Kamoka Romance and Gothi Theater Kids, or bands like Nickelback and Eye Meatheads. But what is a Foo Fighters fan? Maybe there are no good answers to these questions, and maybe these questions aren't quite enough to create a podcast, but we're going to try, and maybe there's a chance we'll become the first Foo Fighter stands along the way. I'm Jordan,
0: and I'm Kendra,
1: and we're on a foo's errand to find the answers.
2: ooh five ohms five Foo
1: Fighters. So I think that the first thing that we should do is establish what we are not, uh, and that is mm-hmm. Foo Fighters experts. Um, yeah. So I think we should just lay it all out on the table right now. Kendra, can you tell me everything that you know about the band, the Foo Fighters?
0: Um, I... Know that the Foo Fighters released the best music video of all time called The Pretenders um, that I had on my iPod Classic, 160 gigs. And I watched on the back of the bus on the way to school um, every day when I was in seventh grade. Um, I know that David Grohl used to be in Nirvana. Um, Dave Grohl grew up in DC Punk. Um, but that doesn't seem connected to the Foo Fighters. That's connected to him, uh, which is different. Um, yeah, and that's that's about where it ends for me. I'll be honest.
1: And I'll try not to repeat some of the stone cold facts that you laid down. Uh, but I will echo that the Pretender is a great music video. I made Kendra, my wife Kendra, other Kendra, watch it last night, and, and it still it, it holds um, up. In 2020, <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, yeah, we'll certainly get there. Uh, riot gear in music <laughs> videos is is a choice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll we'll certainly get there. Um, I think the I know like oh, a stupid, almost like frustrating amount of Foo Fighters trivia, but there's no like connective tissue like like you said I don't know why I know this uh I never chose to know this I don't think but like I know <laughs> Dave Grohl first thing that comes to mind with Foo Fighters as it does with most people uh but I also know the name of the drummer is Taylor Hawkins and I know that <laughs> Pat Smear is one of the guitarists because he was in Nirvana he was a touring member in Nirvana uh I know that they have released probably like 10 albums but I don't know what the hits that I know I don't know what albums they belong to or what years they belong to and yeah that's about it uh there is one Foo Fighters album that could actually, like, I could say, like, mattered to me at any point in my life. Uh, totally. And th- it has a long... I think it's Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. And I'm pretty sure it's, like, considered one of the worst ones. Great. Uh, we'll We'll get to it, but I... The songs I can remember from it in my brain, having not listened to it in years, hold up, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna just predict right now that that album <laughs> remains good to me and that everybody else is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about it. So, a lot to learn here. Uh, we could maybe even say that this is this is something of a journey.
0: It is. We are on a Foo Fighters journey together, really.
1: Yep. Uh, and so yeah, I think what this will look like is we'll take an album cycle, an episode, and go through the Foo Fighters documentary. Uh, I'll say leading up to. I don't know <laughs> if time wise we'll be able to uh to to beat the release of their new album uh that's coming out in February.
0: I think February feels right.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we can cover that much ground before <laughs> February, but we'll we'll certainly try. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of ground to cover, and we'll ask all of our listeners to just not listen to the new album until we get there. Or we'll all experience yeah. it together. Everyone, hold on. So.
0: Wait to listen to the Foo Fighters release.
1: <laughs> All five of you, don't download it. Don't, <laughs> don't uh, look at it. Don't put it on your iPod. <laughs> yeah, don't don't even listen to the single. Don't do it. We're gonna get there. <laughs> if you watched um, SNL
0: and you watched them release their new single, you didn't. Don't. <laughs>
1: you didn't. Yeah, which it was bad. So just yeah. forget it for your yeah. own good anyway. Uh, <laughs> so this whole conversation started when I responded to a Twitter prompt by uh, the music critic, Hanif Abderbkeb, Uh and he asked, it, uh, what did he get? He asked, uh, what's a band or artist whose most popular song is their best? I responded, Foo Fighters, under the assumption that Everlong is both their most popular and best song, and I took some heat on Twitter that day. Absolutely. Uh, our, our friends apparently have more opinions about Foo Fighters than I would have thought. Uh, than
0: we even have possibly. Then, a yeah, perhaps,
1: yeah, <laughs> perhaps there are people in our lives who are more capable of hosting a Foo Fighters podcast <laughs> than us. They'll probably show up at some point. Uh, but yeah, and it, it was fun to start thinking about uh, what a what is like popularity in a song. How do you measure that? Because uh, it seems pretty clear to me that Everlong was the most popular uh but to your point uh they they have many hits uh and they are more familiar to mm-hmm. you than you think they will be um and apparently people care about the Foo Fighters uh and yeah that, that kind of goes back to our original point of if 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 everybody who cares about rock music to some point has probably has some horse in the Foo Fighters race. Like where are the people who are like diehards? Because I, I don't know them. Um,
0: yeah, but they have, they to, have exist, to exist, right? Who's in the arena? in the
1: Yeah. Who's in the, I think they, I think they <laughs> sold out like Wrigley field, like last time they toured. Uh, I believe it. So yeah, clearly they're out there. Uh, We're going to not do a lot of work outside of this podcast to find them, but within this podcast, we're going to do lots of work to find them.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and uh, you actually have the distinguishment of having seen the Foo Fighters.
0: Yes, I have had the honor of seeing the Foo Fighters um, three times in the year 2019, um i worked for an organization that sent me on the road to a bunch of different music festivals um and some of those festivals were uh it's a circuit called danny wimmer and so it's all these big metal bands right it's judas priest it's um evanescence it's metallica it's disturbed um and it's the foo fighters uh and so they did play a three-hour set um at three festivals that I worked back to back. And because of where my organization was located, we were always, our booth was right in front of the main stage and we just faced it. It was always like a straight shot, just like down a field. So I have not like... Seen the Foo Fighters. I haven't been like up there dancing, singing along, but I have seen them from sort of an academic distance <laughs> um, while working. Uh,
1: Best to keep an academic distance when thinking about the Foo Fighters.
0: Typically, yeah, I try to keep an academic distance. Um, yeah, specifically when it comes to the Foo Fighters, that seems like the wisest um, decision. But I remember when I was like, oh man, I'm going to see the Foo Fighters so much this summer. Isn't that crazy? Um, I remember being like, I really liked one of their music videos when I was in seventh grade and I, you know, relived my The Pretender moment that I already had told about here. Um, and they started playing and I was like, man, I know like a couple more Foo Fighters songs than I thought I did. And three hours later at the end of their set that they just they just played for three hours straight, I remember being like, somehow in my 25 years of life, I have learned like three hours worth of Foo Fighters content I knew every single song and like could sing along and I remember being with my like vendor neighbors and we're all dancing and singing and I was like I don't know how I got to this point like I have somehow I like um like absorbed Foo Fighters knowledge and songs that I like I cannot even identify in my past where it happened or how it happened um just that it did. Yeah. So that that's my, uh, my distinguished honor of I have seen the Foo Fighters play often. Um, often. <laughs> uh, yeah, in kind of a weird setting, a weird context. But um, it was great. It was fun. I had a great time seeing the Foo Fighters and felt really good by the end because I was like, now i know after the third festival i was like now i know that i i don't just accidentally know these songs i know that I'm i know the that fighters. i did this to myself that's what i've learned <laughs> on purpose <laughs> yeah so that's my my foo fighters story
1: yeah that kind of echoes the twitter th- it's just like it's sneaky like i i don't think well now i do because i've spent a lot of time thinking about the fighters in the last two weeks uh But before we started having these conversations, I did not think that I, like, cared one way or another about the Foo Fighters. But here we are, talking Mm -hmm. about them for a while uh, on a regular basis.
0: One of the things about the Twitter thread... That was funny, or that made me start thinking about the Foo Fighters. Was that my immediate response? Was okay. No, the truth is that the Foo Fighters have only ever written hits, each better and more popular than the last. No punctuation, no no capital letters. Just Just had to get it out. Raw passion. I I was just (laughs) raw passion for the Foo Fighters, and I was like, "This is totally unprompted. Why do I feel this way?" And I remember I was sitting, I was sitting on the couch um, with my partner, and I was like, "Man." I care so much, and I I think I said that to him. I was like, I care about the like. I got like all worked up, and I was like, I have like opinions about the Foo Fighters. And then I was, I realized that I think my theory at the time, and you know, maybe maybe doing this podcast will prove me wrong. But my theory is that like that the Foo Fighters do fit that their most, their best song is their most popular song because I think the Foo Fighters because they only write hits like that's what they do that like inherently what they do best what they're trying to do is like write bangers so like their best song is the one that is like accomplishing that the best you know um so i think whether it's everlong or like i don't know my hero like whatever it is that people get the most into the most excited about um if that's their best song, I think they are doing what they do the best, which is like get people excited, get people to sing along, write bangers, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's what made, that's what made me get carried I away. I do love
1: the, just like building a staircase of bangers. Be like, well, we've laid this foundation. It's time to go up. And <laughs>
0: building a staircase of bangers we're gonna rename this podcast yeah
1: honestly the staircase building a staircase
0: staircase of bangers that's funny forget
1: that intro that you heard at the beginning throwing that out forget
0: it does not matter anymore we are now kendra and jordan building a staircase Staircase of bangers bangers. (laughs) weird (laughs) much to consider much to consider um yeah. Oh, we do have one other thing, and this one is maybe just for just for me and Jordan over here in our respective homes. Um, but the Foo Fighters, it's worth it's worth talking about. Um, Jordan and I both grew up in Christian homes, evangelical homes. Would it be worth saying? I
1: honestly don't like. I legitimately don't know if my upbringing, like. <laughs> this is a separate podcast <laughs> but separate podcast when i've talked with uh my wife kendra about like our respective like there's so much stuff that she knows about like what we would both call evangelical culture that like i am unfamiliar with despite like i went to a christian school and grew up in a very religious area for all of my life so it's like i i truly don't know if my upbringing would count as evangelical it certainly is like evangelical adjacent and there's stuff yeah I would say there's aspects that like I am aware of evangelical culture but there's a lot that I'm not uh so who knows uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> but go on. yeah uh yeah no so there's that I did grow up probably a little more evangelical listen to a lot of wow cds um and you know jump five Family force five, bands with the letter five number five in them, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <don't> um, know. <laughs> and uh just the classics. Um and so Jordan and I were talking though about um what did it take? Like what was the thought process of if you had if you were listening to something that was like not sort of a certified, like stamped Christian band. Um what are the rules uh, for listening to that in your household as a child or like middle schooler or whatever. Um, And we talked about this a little bit because like I was really into the Pretender music video and I had that sort of like hidden on my iPod. Um, But yeah, yeah we were it talking was like about sort of
1: contraband. It was sort of like, yeah, ooh, it was the riot gear. This isn't <laughs> like certified. It might still be okay but like yeah you had to do there was there was a calculation involved of like is this yeah okay
0: yeah and um yeah so we were just talking about what that looked like like what like what were the things like in our head like it was like certain swear words like if they ever said the f word like no way were my parents hearing that but like if they said hell like that could be construed as it could fly religious parents parents might be
1: might raise an eyebrow but that eyebrow might go back down like it might be okay. yeah
0: yeah and you know like sometimes there are songs about sex but sometimes songs about sex sound like they're about god so like what you know there's a little there's a little wiggle room there um and there's some songs that have kind of a general redemption spin and like that is great so um yeah so jordan and i were talking about that and we're kind of talking about how i think we had similar scales maybe that's worth saying that we maybe thought about that similarly sort of like it'd be okay if my parents heard this or didn't yeah
1: like you didn't have the scale as a 13 year old i didn't have the scale written down but yeah, like i didn't could, have a checklist. i could have it was like yeah it, there were tick marks to like it, there, there was math involved uh so in Absolutely. the spirit of that, we've decided to actually make a list in a calculation. We're going we're gonna to do some math with these albums to determine Absolutely. would they have passed the, the Christian parent test? Would I have played yeah. this out loud at home as a, as a middle schooler? Do we want to reveal the scale now, or should we wait until we apply it to the first album?
0: I think... Um, we could like talk through it now. We could. And then and then decide if we wanna sure. actually have that.
1: We're we gonna are we gonna say these words out loud and get an explicit tag swear. um <laughs> are we Apple get podcast? An
0: explicit tag? Oh my god. I actually read uh, that. Like
1: you if you have profanity, like uh uh-huh. a couple of the websites it was like make sure to label your podcast as explicit, like Apple is like pretty like intense about if there's profanity and it doesn't have an explicit tag, they might, like, take you down. So,
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow. So
1: we're going to have an explicit tag.
0: We're going <laughs> to have an explicit tag. podcast is not for all ages. Foo Fighters.
1: <laughs> if by some chance that this is making it to somebody who is, like, 13.
0: Plug your ears.
1: I doubt Foo Fighters is your reference point, but <laughs> just know that... Like if you if you feel like you're doing these gymnastics at home and trying to figure out pop culture, just know that it doesn't have to be that way. There are healthier relationships to pop culture than doing arithmetic. <laughs> <math>. uh, morality <laughs> is not arithmetic, uh, so yeah. You know, DM us, subscribe. Yeah. We can <laughs> we, we can help you out. But I I just yeah, I should yeah. say that in the very unlikely chance that a 13-year-old cares about the Foo Fighters and is tuning in.
0: It, Absolutely. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't. And honestly, it shouldn't be. Um, yeah. So our Christian parent rating scale will also, m- sometimes, depending on the record, um, be, maybe even be paired in with, like, a fun little plugged-in review, you know, if they've got it. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, boy. Now do we have to explain what plugged-in is? <laughs> oh.
0: If if it comes to it, we will. Um. (laughs) We won't do that until we have to. (laughs) We'll save we'll save that until it's absolutely necessary. And Um, if there's a
1: 13 year old listening who does know what plugged in is, I'm sorry.
0: Your parents will probably stop
1: reading it at some point. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, they will. Um. Anyway, but yeah, our scale is. Um. A, di- a couple different words uh, that you may or may not have heard before. <laughs> Don't want to get us that explicit tag, but it's on a scale of one to five.
1: Not to... We'll get to the scale, <laughs> but I do want to say I, we made the scale. We dreamt up. Of... We brainstormed words that we thought might show up on a Foo Fighters album. I am truly hoping that there is a profanity or a dirty word that we didn't think of that does show up because I think based on the list that we have, if there is, like that it's gonna be a real wild card.
0: It and is. I, I'm
1: exci- I hope am excited. I hope that there's just one song that just has a word that we would have never dreamed Mr. Girl Absolutely. would ever say with his mouth.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I hope that too. Truly. Um but,
1: Yeah, now that I've yeah. interrupted you enough, I think but, we can go through this. <laughs>
0: No, I, we probably don't need to go through that scale until we get there, but it is on a scale of one to five. Um, so, you know, the softer swear words like, uh, damn and hell, you know, those are right in the one category and you can use your, your big imagination to see, (laughs) to guess what the bigger ones are. The ones that actually hit the five point.
1: That's the hook for next episode. You have to come to next episode to know what a five is.
0: Yeah, you do. That's how you'll know. Um. Tune in next time. Um, But we also have a scale, a sliding scale, you you might say, um, of content modifiers, right? Um, So songs explicitly about sex, songs explicitly about drugs, songs that allude to God or faith, and then um, songs that have, like, a general redemption spin. And that can go anywhere from, like, negative three to positive three. So, right, if there's a song with a ton of profanity. um, But it is, like about god in some way you know there's a chance that you could like swing that explain that to your parents
1: we should call that the macklemore rule i feel i feel feel like (laughs) i feel like that's how people in my in my christian high school like (laughs) dealt with macklemore they were like well one he's white uh they didn't say that but they that's what they meant uh yeah they were like yeah it's rap and he's swearing but like he's talking about really like good stuff so yeah yeah we'll we'll <laughs> apply the macklemore rule to foo fighters
0: we will we certainly will and that who knows you know you could have maybe they come in with their their wild card bad word Their 10 or whatever Whoa. doesn't even rate on our one to five scale i don't even know I don't, I don't even know what that <laughs> i don't think i know those words my vocabulary isn't big enough uh but we'll see maybe mr girls is um but yeah he you does know, have a potty we'll, mouth. we'll see that's true. If we were gonna yeah. if we
1: were gonna do this to interviews, I don't I don't know that any of them would have passed the Christian parent test. <laughs> that's true. He's a sweary boy.
0: That's true. Well, that's why I wasn't playing interviews for my parents or Foo Fighters <laughs> songs. Why. I wasn't playing Foo Fighters songs for my parents.
1: No, mom, don't come in. I'm watching interviews.
0: <laughs> don't come in, mom. I'm listening to Mr. Groll. <laughs> I'm learning. Um yeah anyway (laughs) so that's that the christian parent scale
1: much to look forward to album discussions where we talk about the music itself how it sounds now maybe get a little bit into how it might have sounded then uh and then yeah bring in kind of personal history stuff uh would we have played this in front of our parents uh who is who is this for i don't know yeah many questions yeah answers
0: yeah. And I'm, and I'm curious too, um, personally about like eras of the Foo Fighters, like, and like, yeah, when albums were released, like what year they were released, what the hell was going on in like America, when, <laughs> Canada, wherever, when they were releasing this stuff. Um, yeah, cause the Foo Fighters, they're not, in, they're not apolitical people. Um, but somehow as a band have kind of, until more recently, um, have just been a rock band. Like it's, you know, I never associate them with a time period, with an event, with opinions at all. um, With opinions, Um, any which way, (laughs) except for, uh,
1: all of their songs are hits, each more popular and better than the other.
0: Each. Yes. That is the truth.
2: Ooh in in who